1: Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time we gather for spiritual conversation and enlightening guests. And I'm glad you're here. Time and distance are no barrier to energy. And that means no matter when you're listening, no matter how you found us, you are here for a reason. And I hope that something in the next hour lights you up and helps you move forward. Have you got a vision for your life, not a wish, not an imagination, not a projection, but do you have a vision for your life? The more clearly you see your vision, the more joy you feel, and the more action then that you will take to move forward in the direction of your dreams. My guest today knows that. Faced with many challenges, she relaunched her life. She followed her dream of becoming six, of a successful speaker, trainer, and a coach. And through it all, Leslie Zann's clear vision kept her moving forward. Are you ready to meet her? International speaker, trainer, and business coach Leslie Zan helps people discover and ignite their true and limitless potential. Leslie challenges her clients to be willing to see things differently, and in doing so, she challenges them to create unprecedented success and design a life of truly unlimited possibilities. You can find out more about Leslie and her work at lesliezan.com. Leslie, welcome to Out of the Fog.
0: Thank you, Karen. It's a pleasure to
1: be with you today and your listeners. It's so good to have you with us. And I think I'd like to start by asking you how you got to this place on your journey. You did relaunch your life. In so many ways, in so
0: many ways. And it's interesting for many of us, something traumatic has to happen in order to, you know, recast our vision or relaunch our life. You know, I can I'm a speaker, as you mentioned, and I came home from a gig and found out unexpectedly that my 15-year marriage was over. It was complete shock, unexpected. To say fetal on the floor would be an understatement. Wow. And, and, and this really set me on a path. And again, there's so many women out there who have gone through this. And, um, you know, even from the very beginning, like, Fetal on the floor, literally on the kitchen floor, there was this voice, was this little voice in my head that said, Leslie, this will be an opportunity to be the best Leslie you can be. Like I had this little voice, like I, well, even in all the grief and you know, it's, it's how we choose to respond, right? It's that shift of awareness, you know, I, that I was able to go from fetal on the floor to seeing an opportunity and, and so I've had a lot of time to think about what prepared me to be able to make that choice. You know, I was not Pollyanna. I was still in heavy, heavy, heavy grief. But, you know, that wasn't the first time that I'd had an opportunity to choose an attitude. You know, there had been other crises earlier in my life. and, and And through retrospect, I realized that perhaps during those first few crises, I didn't really make a positive choice very well or very quickly. And so I learned through experience that the faster I make that positive choice, the faster I recover. If we go back to 1991, I mean, that was really a period in my life where everything shifted. My husband, my first husband at the time, he was a contractor, a builder, and we had built a very successful building business. And there was a water moratorium in our county in California because of a drought, right? Mm-hmm. They don't care You know, if, it, if there's no rain, there's no water. So in one day, with one law enacted, we lost our ability Earning, income, we we lost the ten-year business, and then a few months later, completely coincidental, our house burned down. And then we so we lost all our stuff, and about a year later, because of these things not being able to work, due to the fire and insurance and whatnot, we were forced to go bankrupt. So really, lost my my standing in the world. And through all those crises, I, I, I didn't always make the decision to, to be positive or, or see an opportunity in it. And yet now fast forward with that as a foundation, divorce, you know, unlike the business and the fire and the bankruptcy, I mean, the divorce was so much more uh, intimate. Um, the betrayal was completely different. It's like, you know, losing my best friend and in such a disappointing way. And, and I was able to lean on the past and, and really come back to that phrase we hear so often, you know, we can't choose what happens in life. We can't choose what happens in life, Karen, but, but we can choose how we respond. And and I think that's what set me up when when the divorce process all began.
1: Mm. That's so powerful. I can imagine how you might stand there and watch your house burn or stand there and watch the law be enacted. And that's kind of outer circumstances coming and affecting you. Something happened outside you that then changed your circumstance. Something like a divorce is, is intimate. As you say, that's something that brings up then all that inner stuff. So it is almost Mm -hmm. more difficult to to deal with that.
0: Mm. It was difficult. It was different in a lot of ways. And, and, but I knew I wanted to respond in a positive way, but I wasn't, wasn't quite sure, but I knew I was going to make a response. And so I the <laughs> first thing I did was I quit my job. You know, I wasn't serving me in, in enough positive ways. And so I quit my job and I went to a retreat. It was really interesting. I was out to lunch with some girlfriends and I was very sad and crying. And one of the girlfriends said, well, you should really go to a yoga retreat. I looked at Jerry and I said, well, I don't do yoga. So that won't be very much fun for me. And she said, you should go to this place called Rancho La Puerta. I live in San Diego and it's a place about an hour and a half from here. And I came home from that lunch and I looked it up and that was a Wednesday. I was on the bus to the ranch with everyone who's flown in. I, I took a cab over to the airport and I met with everyone who flew in from all over the world Four days later, I'm on the bus going away for a week to this retreat, my first retreat, my first vacation ever by myself, <laughs> you know, and I'm on the bus and I'm meeting a few people and it was couldn't have been a more perfect place for me to begin my healing. I mean, it just couldn't have been a more perfect place. I, I still had a lot of tears while I was there that week, but I didn't avoid the grief that It it opened up so many possibilities for me that I had not been embracing. Um, And it began with what I have come to affectionately call my God moment, right? Which is, is, I had never had a God moment. And I was coming back from a class. I was coming back from one of the classes. And it was just like I would imagine it it is in the books and the movies or whatnot. I'm walking along the path. I'm in this beautiful you know, grassy, tree-lined lane, total quiet, all by myself, and it's as if the world stood still, like paused to the point where I stopped walking, and everything got quiet, kind of like a Charlie Brown moment, you know, when he's when he's when was listening to the teacher, right? <laughs> everything just got quiet, and. Even the, the colors of this, the leaves got brighter green, and I felt the, the breeze differently, and this voice, this voice in my head, as if a man was standing right next to me yelling in my ear, I hear this voice, I hear this, and he says, you are not alone. This is what I hear in my head. You are not alone. And then everything sort of went back to normal, right? The, the, the trees looked normal. Oh, the path looked normal. I was kind of shaken by it. I would not had a God moment before, you know? So I go back to my room. And at first, I thought it meant I won't be alone. I'll be surrounded by people, right? There's going to be people to hold me up. I'm not going to walk through the world alone. But what's so interesting is here I find myself at this place, this retreat. And for the first time ever, I'm exposed to meditation. Like I'd heard of meditation from, but I'd never done any meditation or taken a meditation class. So um I'm. the, I find myself walking to a meditation class the next day and really having this inner argument. Like, you know, why the hell am I going to meditation? Like I don't do meditation. How am I going to meditate? I'm not going to be able to quiet my mind for five seconds. Like, this is really going to be a waste of time. And I guess I could always leave if I don't like it. Like all this stuff is going on in my head. I walk into the room. I look what everyone's doing. I don't know what to do. I kick off my shoes. I go and I sit like they're sitting. And the woman takes us through guided meditation. And it was, Magical. Like the 20 minutes went by in a minute. And so meditation, I was introduced to yoga, which of course I'd heard of yoga, but I had never done yoga. I'm introduced to yoga that week. And, and even though I had done personal development reading, I, you know, the crystal bowls and hikes in nature and the interesting conversation. Like I found myself in this world where personal development was, was a practice. Not something unique or different, but if you notice, everything was inward, right? Meditation, I'm alone, and yoga, I was focused inward, and my my personal development reading was all inward. So the ranch introduced me to all these practices of 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 solitude, which I think was so fascinating. All this inward focus. So it wasn't about I am not alone, meaning I'm going to be surrounded with a lot of people. Looking back, it was. I am not alone, I'm going to find Leslie, Mm. I'm going to find me, like I was making a connection to something inside me that was always there, I just hadn't discovered it yet, and and really without discovering yourself, how how can we move forward, right, like how can I be the best that I can be and recraft a vision for my life if I didn't even know who I was?
1: Well, and if you don't allow, I i also have been to the ranch. It's a very special place. It's magic land, magic people, magic time there. It is a special, that's a special place on the planet. Yeah. And it is amazing how that shift for you, I heard you say that that shift, one of the big things that started it was allowing yourself to go away taking a vacation by yourself for the first time ever sometimes it feels like to me to find our best selves to find that that uh, baseline from where we can relaunch we need to know who we are and feel that deeply and feel supported as we do that whether that's by other people whether it's by our spiritual practice or our connection with the divine but to get to that baseline feels so important because otherwise you're just kind of throwing stuff out there from your panic or your fear or your loss or your grabbiness or whatever that is.
0: Agreed 100%, all that emotional grabbiness. And and even from an environment standpoint, like I really felt compelled. I have to get out of the house, right? It was our house. (laughs) Mm. I have to get out of the house and get away from the things that were familiar. I'm not sure I even was consciously aware of all this, but whether or not intellectually I was figuring this all out, my actions were taking me in that direction kind of interesting. Yeah.
1: And that, as I would believe, that divine connection behind the action, that you're not alone, that you're being moved forward through your free will, but you're being moved forward in the direction that is in your highest good because you've aligned your intention with that path.
0: I agree
1: 100%. So what was my intention? Well, I'm going to let this be the best.
0: This this opportunity will help me be the best Leslie I can be. Right? And 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 look at how Everything conspired to have me have that lunch with Terry, have her recommend the ranch, and yet I acted, right? We can be given opportunities and suggestions and direction, but part of the lesson, too, I'd say was we have to be open to listening and then acting on it. Like I could have just ignored her and thought, oh, I don't do a retreat, or I've never been off on my own before, or I'm so sad, you know, why am I going? why am I going to go off to this place? Right? right. But I didn't, I was prepared to act. So I think that was one of my first steps of courage um, for sure that I actually did go and get on the bus. <laughs> well,
1: I'm, I know that when uh, listeners go to Leslie's com, there's a little place at the top of the website. If you click on that, you'll get access to a pretty wonderful freebie, which is the ignite your vision program. And I was looking at that material today, Leslie, and, and there's mm. there's a focus in the material on helping people see that vision for their life and maybe see beyond the old way, the, the times they might have said no to each other. No, I can't do this. No, I never take a vacation. No, I never go out to lunch. No, I've just been divorced and my house burned down and my dog ran away and I'm bankrupt. And I'm the to take them past that no and into the yes of yes, I can plan yes i can see farther ahead can you say a little bit about what inspired you to put this material together in this way because this is good stuff
0: thank you thank you i'm quite proud of it myself and really it's a reflection of you know the the, the journey over the last five years i mean that split was five years ago well, i guess six years ago now and the journey you know and i did and i tapped into personal development prior to the divorce but i think Introduction of the ranch and my commitment to really dig deep allowed me to have an awareness that I have lost my vision. I really lost my vision for my life, uh, and it took it took the loss of those two big anchors, right? The, the anchor of my marriage, the anchor of my business, and through reading and discussions and digging deep in personal development through my meditation practice and and my yoga through through all the efforts, I mean, the vision for my life began to be created, started with a little spark and yet continued to grow. And I was fed through my personal development practice where now my vision is so clear. And not only this huge, compelling vision for my life and not just for my business, but all areas of my life and and it continues to grow and it's the empowerment the clarity the it's a driver it's a driver I can't imagine moving forward in my life without a clear compelling vision in all areas of my life I would have to say that's so many reasons as you were alluding to why so many people get stuck. Well, I can't do this. I can't go by myself. You know, I never do this. You know, we get stuck, we get paralyzed. We don't move forward. I believe part of that is because of a lack of a vision. If you don't know where you're going, you don't go anywhere. (laughs) Right? Yeah.
1: Well, and it, hmm. There's the, I, I get all upset about what I think of as sarcastic affirmations. I'm incredibly abundant. Yes, I am. Right. Where you look in the mirror and as you're feeling that you have no money, you will never have any money. Things will never go your way. you you may as well just go back to bed now that you stand in front of the mirror and go, I'm incredibly abundant. And then you wonder why nothing changes. Right. You wonder why. So I said I was incredibly abundant. Where is that shift? And what you're talking about, it feels like to me, is that deeper shift, that shift of focus, that tapping into the courage, the real, as you say, the best, Leslie, you can be the tapping into your real self as a powerful much loved child of the divine as i would as i would say it as i would see it and from that place that's where abundance is that's where the abundance is that's how you can get to the place in your life as you're saying where you can't imagine going forward now without a clear compelling vision because it does it drives everything more and more and more and that to me is part of tapping into your true abundance
0: yes agreed and so to go start with your your example about the affirmations. Okay. Agree a hundred percent. Verbalizing without action. Right. I, I agree. With you. you can look in the mirror and say, I'm wonderful or I am financially set or I have a loving relationship, but talking without acting. And so I think one of the, the, the most common feedback, the, some of the most common feedback I get from the ignite your vision program is the fact that it's not just, emotional, there's the tangible how to, Yeah, you know, so I try, I try to explain and share the power of a vision. What are all the benefits of the vision? So once we understand the benefits of the vision, okay, then we can say, okay, I understand it. So I want this vision. But then I give them the how to, what has to happen? How do we create a vision? How do we create this vision for our life? Right. And then how do we act on the vision? It's the three parts. So a vision with no action it's just a beautiful, compelling vision, right? You know, I do a lot of training for, for salespeople, and I find myself re- reminding them, look, you can have this, this beautiful, compelling vision for your business, and you can know what to do. You can know how to sell, what to sell. You can learn the skill set, regardless of its sales in, in any profession, you can have the skill set. So you can have this big, compelling vision. You can know what to do. But if your head is full of fears and limiting beliefs, you're stuck. You're paralyzed you're not moving forward and I'd have to say that inner dialogue that inner dialogue of I have to but I can't you know I have to make more money but I can't I have to sell but I can't I've got have to find that love but I can't that inner dialogue I have to lose the 10 pounds but I can't right I have to but I can't that inner dialogue I think is more damaging I'd say that chips away more at our confidence our self-esteem our ability to act our It chips away at our joy factor, our enthusiasm, our courage. That chips away more at our psyche than actually taking a step and failing forward Mm -hmm. or taking a step and not necessarily achieving the goal immediately. It's that inner dialogue that keeps us stuck, right? So those affirmations can't counterbalance (laughs) that inner dialogue and that stuckness. I think that's why people stay stuck.
1: Right. Well, and you get, when you get into that place where you're lying on the floor in the fetal position and you can kind of get used to it and it can start to feel like home, even as everything in you screams, get up, get up, get up. What are you doing? It can start to feel comfortable in a horrible kind of way. And sometimes that's why maybe this is called ignite your vision. Um, Right. Let's come on, let's go. Instead of let's gently, ease up and out of your vision. Let's go. Let's really light a fire now. Let's make something happen. So I love it. And you ask people to not just know what they want, but to write it down. Yes, there's just something that,
0: I mean, how many thousands of books there have been written about the people that write it down are far more successful or achieve or attract or draw to them what they want so much more than people that don't write it down. And so for me, I've come to believe that it's a combination of thinking it, right, this vision aspect of it, this vision aspect, thinking it, writing it down through the journaling, right, writing it down, and then the third step, declaring it out loud. Mm. Like, I can think it, and it can be a beautiful thing in my head. I can write it down, and I've seen what happens when, when you know, I teach a journaling process in my classes, and I watch. I could see the body language from once they start writing to the end of the journaling period. Just the language, their body language completely shifts. And then after the journaling, when I walk through the room and say, okay, how do we feel after the vision work? How do we feel after writing that compelling vision? And for many of these people, they've never done vision work before. They've never done journaling before. So I walk around like, okay, how do we feel? Oh, the work. empowered, inspired clarity, um, relief, enthusiasm. I mean, it's all just positive, 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 positive stuff. Um, and, it's, and it's from the exercise of actually writing out a game plan. Again, for most of us, a plan of action is necessary to move forward. I see that no different as a plan of action to work your business, a plan of action, how you run your life, a plan of action, you know how you weave in, making sure your, your sons get through all the activities that they have to do all day long. I mean, a plan of action for how you run your radio show, right? I mean, a plan of action creates clarity. And I believe achievement in any area of our lives, in any area of our lives begins with clarity. And that's part of the power of writing out the vision,
1: Oh, I love it. See, you make me want to journal. Maybe I'll journal now during the break because you make me want it. <laughs> you make me want to sit down and write some things down. I'm, I have always held that belief. I believe in the power of writing things down and teach in the, I teach intuitive development and other stuff and teach a process that I call guided writing, which is about sitting down and letting whatever wants to come out of you come out don't use special paper don't use a special pen get a paper towel and a lipstick and just let whatever it is come out come out you do whatever you want don't judge it let it come out we hold so much inside leslie and a lot of what we're holding inside kind of blocks that flow of love and abundance and clarity and vision and sometimes the power of writing it down really puts it out there in the world oh see and darn it we're just right up against the break You are listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager, and I'm talking with Leslie Zan. Um, You can find out more about Leslie and her work at lesliezann.com, L-E-S-L-I-E-Z-A-N-N.com. We'll be right back with more conversation with Leslie after this. Sassy! Sassy!
0: This week's episode, Danger at the Old Well.
1: Last one to the old well's a rotten egg. Ha-ha, I win. Whoa! Ah!
0: Sassy! Johnny fell down the well. I'm wet. What, Sassy? You know where Mr. Gunderson keeps his rope? Go get it, girl. What? You'd rather use this time to set people straight about shelter pet adoption? I'm cold. People shouldn't be afraid to adopt from a shelter? Because
1: shelter pets are screened for sound, health, and temperament?
0: I'm wet and cold! Sassy, what about Johnny? <laughs> what? Let Johnny sit in the well until he learns to be more self-reliant? Sassy! what do you say?
1: Sassy is brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Remember, adopt! Come to the forest. It's a place not so far away. A place where you don't have to mow the lawn or babysit.
0: I saw lizards and squirrels and bugs. Ladybugs, caterpillars. It's really cool, actually.
1: A place where you don't have to make time for free time. Lots and lots of kinds of species here. Out here, you may even meet the mysterious creature known as the other you. The enchanted you. It's magic what flowers do. The adventurous you. My favorite tree, yes, that one. The free-to-be-me you. (laughs) Ask your parents to take you to this not-so-far-away place. Come to the forest, where the other you lives. But first, stop by discovertheforest.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Do you get tired of styling your hair every day? And do you want a good hairstyle every day? Hi. I'm Sarah Schuster. I went on a website called inventnow.org, and after that, I decided to invent something too. Something called the insta Just imagine, you just put it over your head like a helmet does, and you pick your hairstyle with the buttons on the side, and you can have instant hairstyle in seconds. People like it. People like Jeff Bart. I like it. And people like Kenneth. It's a summer thing, and it fits over your head, and it's great. Thank you, Kenneth. You should go to inventnow.org, and it could help you come up with your own invention. After all, look at me on the radio now. Anything's possible. Keep thinking. Get started on your own inventions, or just play some games at inventnow.org.
0: Brought to you by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, the National Inventors Hall of Fame Foundation, and
1: the Ad Council.
0: And now, back to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager on Empower Radio, EmpowerRadio.com.
1: Welcome back to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager, and I'm talking with Leslie Zan. She's a speaker, a teacher, a coach, a powerful manifester, and an igniter of clarity and vision and change in people's lives. You can find out more about Leslie and her work at her website, which is lesliezan.com. That's L-E-S-L-I-E-Z-A-N-N.com. And of course, you're always welcome to stop by karenhager.com. That's where you can find out about upcoming classes and events. There's all kinds of good stuff there. And I love getting your feedback about the show. What is your vision for your life? What changes are you ready to make right now? What things are you ready to put into action right now that take you from where you are to where you want to be? You can drop me an email. My email address is karen at karenhager.com. And Leslie, we were talking before the break about journaling as a way of writing it down, thinking of what you want, writing it down, and then making an action plan. And that's so powerful. When we do that... What happens when we don't get what we want? This is the part that I worry about personally. What if I write it all down and I've got a really clear plan, but then it doesn't go that way and I have to adjust along the way. I, did I mess it up? What, what do I do?
0: <laughs> I hear this all. And it's so funny you would ask. I get, that, I get asked that question all the time. And, you know, I, 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 it's personal development. And if for everybody, it's different. And I think it's a great lesson of where we are in our life and how we respond to that. I mean, just because we write it down doesn't mean it's necessarily going to show itself or happen the way that we wrote it down. Granted, I agree it does draw things because I'm a living example of that, that it draws things to us. I do my vision work a couple times a year and things happen on a regular basis that I put in my vision work. But if it doesn't happen imma- immediately, for many people there's a timeline, right? But just because it doesn't happen immediately doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. Just because it doesn't happen in exactly the way that we journaled doesn't mean it didn't still manifest itself in some beautiful, wonderful way, right? And, and in ways that we never imagined. So I can look at my life now, okay, six years later with a lot of work, but I can look at my life now and have such sincere gratitude and love and forgiveness and know that had the divorce not happened, I would not be living this magical life right now. Now, I never would have journaled, I'm going to go through a really sad divorce and cry every day for two and a half years (laughs) (laughs) so that I can have the wonderful life that I deserve so that I can find myself and be the best Leslie that I can be. So... I try to share with people, don't be afraid that if it doesn't happen in the exact way that you journal, but the fact that you journal is allowing more and more clarity of what you truly do want. And the more clear we are about what we do want, whether, you know, I have like four life categories, you know, health, most important, wealth, creative expression, and relationship. So if you want to shift in any of those four areas, health, wealth, creative expression, and relationship, By journaling, you will, you will move more quickly in the direction of your dreams. And just because it doesn't happen the way you journal it or on your timeline doesn't mean you aren't still moving in that direction. We're too judgmental, I believe. We're too impatient, speaking for myself, and we're inflexible. When this is the universe working, this is our life working, right? We don't have to know how it's going to happen as much as just have belief and act. Mm. And magical things
1: happen. Well, and there's something to be said for that understanding. For me, a lot of my life changed when I realized, because when you say judgmental and inflexible, yes, right here, raising my hand. Yes, me. Um, I realized that I have the power to make change when it's not going the way I want it. I can adjust I don't have to go, this is what I wanted, but oh no, this is how it turned out. I'll just stick with how it turned. I'll just settle. That's fine. I'll just, this, it's fine. I'll just shut up and take it. Right. I learned that I can make adjustments now. I can, the more I am in that flow, the more I can then direct the flow to adjust and get me over to, to what it is that I do want, the way I want it to be, the way I want to feel in my life.
0: Yeah. I think you, when you bring up the word settle, this has been on my mind a lot lately, this whole idea of settling. I mean, I think settling, I mean, think about it for a second. For most people, they don't even realize that they're settling. They don't even realize, they're not even aware that they're settling. And it's interesting, why do we settle in the first place? To what degree, if we are settling in our lives, to what degree are we settling? And if we are settling in some area of our life, how is it impacting us? How is it impacting our confidence, our actions, our achievement, our joy factor? Right. Settling is pervasive. And again, I could look back and see that the major times in my life when I discovered that I had been settling less than, you know, for less than I wanted or for less than I was saying I wanted, I wasn't even aware of it. So in 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 this example of journaling and not necessarily getting what we want, sometimes we're not really asking for what we want. Right? It's coming from this position of settling. And we just want things to be a little different. But if we backtrack, why are we dissatisfied? Why are these dissatisfied? Because sometimes we don't get what we want because we're asking for the wrong thing. Because we're not coming from the right question. Okay, so if we're settling and we're not aware, number one, that we're settling or why we're settling, how are we going to move out of it? Denial. Oh, boy, did I learn a lot about denial. As I can look back, as I can look back in retrospect at certain aspects of the marriage or the ending aspect of it and, and, and how powerful denial is, how powerful settling can be. And and why do people settle? And why do people settle? Because things are good enough. Things are good enough. And if things are good enough, a lot of people won't act. Right? So when you bring up the fact that, Hey, I'm going to make, I'm going to journal for certain aspects in my life. And yet I'm not happy because I'm not, these things aren't coming true, it's a good opportunity to go back, try to get some more clarity about about where the dissatisfaction is. Try to decide if there's settling happening and how you might move forward and then do the exercise again. Just because you journal once doesn't mean that's it. So you were talking about course correction or revisiting, right? It, again, it's all, it's not right or wrong. It's 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 our journaling. So if you're not getting what you want and you're not happy with the response, I say just go back and keep journaling. Go back and journal again. See who you are today. See what clarity you have today. See what aspect of your life you're dissatisfied with and how you would like that vision to look today and journal again. Doesn't discount the past journaling. And in most cases, we're surprised. I know for myself where I find myself going perhaps in the same direction. Like maybe I'm still going east, but perhaps now I'm going southeast instead of northeast. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Mm. And it's complicated because I'm thinking of an exercise that I do every month in my business where I have a little form and it says, what do you want the financial outcome to be this month? What do you want your goals, progress to your goals to be? And then how are you going to get there, young lady? What are you going to do? And so I look at those sometimes and I put it up on my wall so I can see it every month. And I look at those sometimes and I think, who wrote those action steps? I feel like sometimes I have written the action steps that I would want someone to come in my office and look on the wall and go, good girl, good action step. Those aren't the action steps I want to take. I feel like sometimes I've written down the ones I'm supposed to. And that may be a place where I am settling or not maybe dreaming into that fully, not not with vision, but with a kind of, okay, I guess this is how we'll go about it. And it kind of takes all the fun out of the whole thing.
0: Wow, Karen. Okay. So (laughs) I would go back to your list. I would get centered one day as you so beautifully know how to do and coach so beautifully to others. You know, sometimes we have to take our own advice,
1: (laughs) you know? No, I don't. No, I don't. Really?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I, you know and you wouldn't bring it up like it wouldn't even come up with conversation if this wasn't something ready to come out I would go back and I would rewrite your action steps from a position of fun not from the of what you think they should be but action steps from a position of fun and joy and that's so much a part of bringing a vision to life is to find the joy to find the fun find the joy in the journey even the hard stuff most especially the hard stuff when we're when we're Stepping through our fears, finding the courage to act, most especially at those times to find the joy. And where does the joy come from? Because we're so clear on the vision. When we're so clear on the vision, the ultimate outcome, that is a driver. That is a driver to drive us through the fear, drive us to find our courage, drive us to do those things that make us uncomfortable, take us out of our comfort zone. Rachel, I would go back to those action steps. And I would do him from a place of joy, that inner child, a place of fun, so that you can look at him and, and still know they're moving you in the same direction, but perhaps northeast or uh, whatever. I, yeah, northeast is where you've been. These are my professional goals, and these are going to move me forward. And perhaps they are. Maybe you go just the southeast a little bit and put in another list next to it that's coming from the fun factor. That's coming from
1: the joy factor. Oh, that's I'm that stupid. an interesting exercise. You can't see me, but I'm smiling really big. My face hurts now from <laughs> from smiling so big. that <laughs> it's true and it also to me speaks into how it makes sense what we surround ourselves with who we surround ourselves with, the way that we feed ourselves energetically, whether it's through what we watch on television, what we read, the way we use our downtime. If what I have on my wall is something that reminds me that, I don't know, this isn't going so well, and I just got a stomach ache when I look at my wall, you are allowed to change that and surround yourselves with things that spark that joy, that encourage that clarity, that remind you of your own power to make changes. So I'm going to go redo my wall now.
0: I would redo your wall. You know, I'm getting ready, I'm getting ready to move into a new home and I am designing a place in my office that is going to be a wall for pictures and quotes and it's going to be a corkboard actually put on the wall but in a decorative way with a frame and it's really going to be nice and, you know, because I do like to look, I do like, I'm like you, I'm very goal oriented, you know, professional, I'm a big business and I am very goal oriented and I finding the joy in the goals, like when, for me, when I'm stressed or it's feeling pushed or it's fully not feeling authentic or, um, uh, manufactured, I don't operate in the same way. In my daily meditation, when it comes to things that are hard, is it happens easy and effortlessly. So right now, right, I have a move pending in the next thirty days. I'm a single woman with a very busy gig, and you know, it's just, and it's going to be fine because it always is. But there'll be a lot to do, and moving is just, you know, the joy of moving. So I keep finding, I'm going, it's going to be hard. Oh, that's going to be hard. And how am I going to find the time? And oh, it's going to be terrible. And you know, every morning my meditation, and i was like, oh, thank you because my move goes easy and effortlessly. Easy and effortless to move. The people were there. The help was there. The money was there. The support was there. And, and I'm even jumping forward. And I'm so happy in my new home. I'm so happy. In my, even the feng shui. Like I haven't even found the feng shui gal yet. But even the feng shui gal says the energy's perfect in here. <laughs> you know. So I just I, whatever I take, it's like this is going to be easy and effortless. I, I'm not a psychic. Unlike you, I am not a psychic, so I don't know how it's going to turn up. But when I tell myself it's going to be easy and effortless enough times, I believe it. And it just it makes me feel better. It allows me to make better choices, keeps me a little more centered, and allows me to do what
1: has to be done. There's a way in which that kind of... Um... It reminds me of something a teacher said to me once. I was griping to her about how I was going to teach. I was teaching a class in a place that was not my home. So I was going across the country back to California. I was going to teach there, and I knew that it was really hard to park there, and I hadn't taught there before, and I didn't know if they'd like me, and I didn't know if anybody would come. And I was going on and on at her about that as I do. And she said, well, have you thought about saving yourself a parking space? And I said, what? And she said, have you thought about sending energy ahead to the venue with the intention, see that parking space opening up right in front of the venue and that parking space is yours and send that energy ahead. And while you're sending energy ahead, send yourself some room in the overhead bin on the airplane Send yourself an empty seat next to you, right? Send yourself an easy line at the rental car counter. Send energy ahead, loving energy ahead that holds you and nurtures you, and you can step into that in a welcoming way. And I'll tell you what, now I said, yeah, okay, mm -hmm, sure, I respect you. And then I did it, and I had room in the overhead bin, and I had a parking place right in front of the venue. I kid you not. It was right there. I sent that space ahead of me, and it was there. And so when you talk about feeling into that move with ease and grace, that it was effortless, that everything came ahead, that reminds me of what my teacher said about sending that energy ahead, the loving energy ahead for you to step into.
0: You know, it's a, it's a form of vision work. I mean, it is a form of vision work and tied to it, right? Tied to it is what we say. So when you were talking to her and, and, and not in like uh, all, with our self-talk. What are we saying? What are we saying that doesn't serve us? So you were all about well, what's going to happen or are they going to like me? Am I going to travel? Like I get my car away? How, how often are we all like that in all areas of our life? Like I could easily be, I could make a, a, a list of all the things that could scare me or frustrate me or stress me about the move. How's that going to serve me? It's not. So I'm keeping my list. It's certainly been very labor intensive. I'm doing things every day now with different people and different organization and this and that. And of course that's all part of the move, but I do it joyfully and I come from a position of gratitude. I'm so grateful for my new house. I'm so grateful for all of it. Right. And so coming from gratitude, you had that vision work, watching the self talk. I mean, there's so many lessons in all of it, the self talk. So rather than this is gonna be horrible and this is gonna be hard and it's gonna really stress me and, and it's expensive and how am I going to find the time? And they're three months late, so I missed my window to move, right? Blah, blah, blah. I'm not doing any of that. And when it does come up, I acknowledge it. And I let it go. It's not serving me. I mean, and this has been a practice, and I am not saying I'm perfect at this by any stretch of the imagination. I just get better and better through awareness. Like I'm choosing to make it as joyful an experience as possible because I am moving. I am moving. It's not unlike in yoga. A couple of weeks ago, Renee moves me into a, a brand new pose and I come out of the pose and I look at her like, whoa, that was hard. And then I look down at the mat and I look up at her and I start laughing and she starts laughing because she knows what's going because we've been doing yoga together for four years. I said, that was a fascinating new pose, <laughs> right? So, so now, I mean, because the, the lesson is, if I kept saying, God, that's hard, God, that's hard, gosh, that's, that's hard, how much fun would that pose be? So the self-talk, and we can even take it to these areas of our life that are keeping us stuck. Like let's, we can go all the way back to the beginning of this conversation of a lack of vision or dissatisfaction in our life. Uh, so much of it is driven by unconscious self-talk that doesn't serve us at all. How many times do people are, uh, say things like, well, I can never do this? I'm not good at that. Well, I'm not a numbers gal. Well, I could never lead. Well, I could never do that. Not us, not our family, not me. I've never done that. I mean, how often are we saying things, defining ourselves in such a way that doesn't serve us? And so a good question to ask is, do you want to define yourself as the person who can't lead or can't sell or can't find a good relationship or can't lose the 10 pounds or can't make money? you want to define yourself that way? And if the answer is no, then well, quit saying it. Mm-hmm. Like you said it so much, you've talked yourself into it. And so this is another aspect of vision and why the journaling is so powerful because you can begin to declare new self-talk, new ways of, of considering it and putting it into writing. I, I've heard from many people from during that, like, wow, I really didn't realize I thought that way. Until I wrote it down. Yeah. yeah, it's powerful stuff.
1: Do you think our vision, that clear vision, should it feel a little uncomfortable? I'm thinking about what you're saying about kind of the, mm, how, it, how we stay in our comfort zone, how we settle. Is part of the way we know we've got it right is if it is a little uncomfortable?
0: That's a great question. You know, Karen, it's different for everyone. Like, do we have it right? Hmm. Like, how do we know we have it right? How I, I can only speak from personal experience. How I feel I'm on the right path is because I'm more joyful, more happy, more calm than not. Like life happens all day long, right? And things happen to progress and whatnot. But I'm so clear and joyful and grateful. And to me, those are markers that I'm following the right vision right i feel i'd be so much more unhappy <laughs> if i wasn't creating a vision that was working for me right and i think there's different levels of the vision with regards to right there's different levels of the vision so like the day-to-day working on our health working at our careers working on our relationships that day-to-day you know what's the level of dissatisfaction as compared to satisfaction and at what degree See, This is where settling is part of the issue. Like, oh, I'm happy, or I'm ecstatic, or I wake up, I'm so grateful, I'm in tears. Right? So, like, where's that difference of degree? So, I don't know if we can necessarily say is it right, but the degree to which we're moving in a direction that brings us more joy, more happiness, more opportunities to serve other people, more opportunity to feel gratitude, sincere, authentic gratitude not like those affirmations in the mirror that perhaps are coming out verbally, but not really coming from the heart, right? More intellectual than from the heart, like sincere, authentic gratitude. I think those are the markers that we're, we're getting it right and we at least moving in that right direction.
1: What do you think? I agree. And I think that that one of the, hmm, part of the measure of your level of peace or, um, harmony or alignment with us with a spiritual path is how in the present moment whatever that may be lousy or fantastic do I feel myself do I know myself that I do I know that I am loved and can I find that little bit of peace even if I'm not calm even if I'm freaking out can I find that little bit of peace I love what you're saying about the joy and the ecstaticness and the I want to go let's come on let's go forward more and more more again it's about that tapping into abundance. So yeah, I think that's, that's beautiful to me. And it speaks kind of to the opposite of that kind of the deadness, the stuckness, the clogged up stickiness that sometimes people come to, to this, these kind of conversations with. When, when listeners now, because now everyone wants the Ignite Your Vision program, I'm just telling you, how can they tell us how how <laughs> listeners can get it, where to go, what do they do and what what is the program? What do they get?
0: It's very simple. You just go to LesLuzanne.com. You'll see a different sections on the website where you can become a Zan fan. I know that's cute. I didn't think of it. The Web guy did, but it's <laughs> cute. You become a Zan fan and that's your complimentary guest for becoming a Zan fan. I wanted to create a program. You know, I had a program for years called The Power of Pace. Um, and, and it was so powerful. And when I redid the website last year, the team and I talked about, you know, my passion for vision work. And we decided that that would be a wonderful gift for people who join the community. So you just become a Zan fan, You'll receive the prompt. The link will come to you. And it's a beautiful multimedia program, a multimedia program. You'll get video. There's audio. There's transcripts. There's action steps walk you through to make it fun, to make it simple, to make it impactful, and how you can ignite your vision for your life in all areas of your life, health, wealth, creative expression, relationship, in all areas of your life. So we make it very simple, Karen.
1: What is, if you, if it's all right to ask, what is your personal vision for yourself right now moving forward? What, where are you heading? Oh,
0: my vision continues to expand. So, from a professional standpoint, oh, and, and and I know from a time factor, I, I wanted to go down this path earlier. But you know, from a vision standpoint, I've noticed for myself that you know I talked about writing and then you know thinking it, writing it, and then declaring it. And there's been stages of that for me. So, I've noticed in the past two years, from a career standpoint, I've had the vision. I wrote it out, but I didn't have the courage to declare it. And there's so much power in declaring. So I found myself in the last two years declaring from stage these next steps in my my career. I'm working on a TED talk. I'm working on the next book. And I tell the audience, you know, I see my PBS special. I see being under the oaks with Oprah. Right? I'm so clear about being under the oaks with Oprah. I see the earrings, her favorite teardrop earrings that she's wearing. She's knuckle-bumping me. She's like, oh, I love Unless He's Here. But let's talk about your new book. I mean, I see it so clearly. Now, I've seen it clearly for a while, but I didn't have the courage to declare it. So it's interesting, the degree, right? Like, I could see it, and I could write it down. Now I can stand in front of thousands of people on stage and actually declare it out loud, you know, that I see myself. And I do that on purpose, to be transparent and to and to show from personal experience that it's... it's um. It's a journey. It's a a continual journey. So from a career standpoint, I've got this big, beautiful vision. Uh, From a personal standpoint, I'm moving. I'm moving into my new home. I've been waiting a year for it to be built. And um, my first nest on my own, looking forward to coming in and, and, you know, having this space and starting this next phase of my life from a personal standpoint. Um, began dating. This is in the past year. I haven't really met anybody that necessarily would want to see again. But you know, just open to that whole process which took some beautiful time to get to this space in my life. So I've been doing some vision work around attracting a wonderful love relationship into my life. I don't doubt for a second that there's great love in my future. And I know it'll present itself at the perfect time. I know he's out there thinking of me and I'm thinking of him. He just doesn't know who I am yet. Mm -hmm. So that's been part of my vision work. And with my health, I've been very clear about my health. I do yoga, yoga, times a week. I've started doing indoor rock climbing over the last few months, which is so much fun. Oh my gosh, this has been just such a great addition to my fitness program. Again, the fun factor is very important to me. I, I work very hard. I love what I do so it doesn't feel like work, but I had realized last year that I did not have enough play in my life. That inner child, she was in there somewhere, but she wasn't coming out enough. And so I really have tried to find ways and Fascinating that it, exercise can be one of the ways I really could play every week. And so from a fitness wellness standpoint, I've got a clear vision there. And, and um, I'm in a beautiful place. And, and, and I don't say that to brag. I, I say that, that it's purposeful. I mean, it's so purposeful because of the vision work. That I've been working on the last few years, the personal development practice I've committed to, my clarity. You know, I'm 56, Karen. I got 40 years left. I, I continue to become more and more clear on how do I want those 40 years to look. Who do I want to be? How do I want to walk through the world? Who do I want to be surrounded by? Where do I want to live? How do I want to feel? What do I want my health? Where do I want my love? What do I want my career, my abundance? It's through all the vision work that. I am able to be living a beautiful chapter, a beautiful chapter in my life. And I'm grateful. I lead every morning with gratitude. I do not take it for granted.
1: And Leslie, (laughs) I'm grateful for our time that we had together today. Thank you for sharing your energy and your joy and your wisdom and your, oh, thank you very much for being on the program. Thank you.
0: Pleasure. You are welcome. You are welcome. I'm a huge fan, Karen.
1: It's just been a pleasure to be with you. Thank you very much. That's Leslie Zan. And you can find out more about Leslie and her work. You can claim your Ignite Your Vision program at lesliezan.com. Go right up to the top of the webpage there. You click to become a Zan fan. And your free gift is that Ignite Your Vision program. And of course, you're always welcome to visit karenhager.com to find out about upcoming classes and events. And I'd love to hear what you think about what you heard. You can find me always via email, karen at karenhager.com. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace.